Bokertov, we are on Perektet of Melachim Bet. We're on the 29th Pasuk. Um, there are a lot of names. <laughs> a lot of names yesterday. Okay, but the main thing is that Yehu has become, has been anointed king. And he's about to go on a rampage. Or he yesterday went on or started the rampage of killing out the family of Ahab. That's like going to his main claim to fame is that Yehu is going to be the one who kills out the family of Ahab to fulfill the promise and Izebel to fulfill the promise that Nobody will be left from the house of Achav, just like from the house of Basha. Remember we said about the house of Basha and the house of Yarovam that they were completely destroyed. So Achav would have the same fate. And Yehu is going to be the one who does it. Now, again, at the, at the time that Achav, that Yoram from Yehu's... I'm, I'm confusing myself again. At the same time that Yoram from Achav's family is king over Israel, Achaziah, also from Achav's family, is king over Yehuda. Okay, so both of these men are going to become fair targets for Yehu. Okay, and we're in the middle of his um, attacking them. Okay, so the way he does it is he basically brings his, he anoints himself king, then he, uh, he marches his way to, where was the city? It was um, Israel, right? He marches his way to Israel, where, where, Yehu, where Yoram is trying to get better. He's no, trying cool. to heal. What was it? No, no, that came no, after. No, 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 he came back from there. That, that's oh. where he was like anointed, I think. He goes to Israel where Yehoram is trying to heal from his wounds from the battle with Aram. Yes. Okay, and that's where Ahaziah and Yehoram both are. Because Ahaziah is visiting his cousin, Yehoram, while Yehoram is healing. And he goes and this whole thing, they, send, they have a lookout man and they send a messenger and he keeps telling the messenger, join his entourage twice, whatever. And then he finally comes and... and Yehoram asks him, are you coming in peace? And Yehu says something along the lines of, no, I remember the blood that you spilled and the evil that you did and the zinunim of Izebel, your mother. And then all of a sudden it dawns on Yehoram that Yehu does not come in peace, so Yehoram tries to run away. Yehu then shoots an arrow and hits Yehoram and basically kills him and he falls on his horse. Uh, that was Pasuk Kaftalid. And then, he send, and then he tells his servant, Bidkar, who is a servant, to throw Yehoram into the field of Navot. And that would be like a poetic justice of the fact that your family stole the field of Navot. That was like the symbol of their corruption. And now you're going, your body is going to be thrown into that field as well. And then Ahaziah decides to run away. So, so Yehu chases after Ahaziah also, and he says, also him we should strike down. So they strike him down. It's a location. And he runs away to Megiddo, but he dies in Megiddo. Um, and they took him to Yerushalayim because Ahaziah again is the king of Yehuda. He's from the line of of David Amelech. So they bury him in the city of David. And I think, like we said previously, he was not buried with the kings, but he was because he was a Rasha. But he was buried in the city of David, anyways. Okay, let me just make sure. I think that's what they said. Mufashim said here. Okay, I can't see it. Fine. Pasuk Kaftet. Al Yehuda. This is kind of like, see this as like a parenthesis. Okay? And by the way, it was in the 11th year of Yoram's reign, Yoram son of Ahav's reign, that Ahaziah was king over Yehuda. Meaning this is like the context here, that Ahaziah and Yehoram are king at the same time. Okay? 
And now Yehu came to Israel to, as we said in the previous part of the chapter, where he came to Israel and he killed Yehoram and he killed Achaziah and so on. But Izebel now hears. Now Izebel is still alive, okay? So this is going to be great because Yehu is main, the most evil person, the center of the rot in this family of Achav is this lady Izebel, okay? So he comes to Israel and Izebel now, Isabel is a fascinating character, okay? She puts on makeup. Um, she puts on makeup, and then she fixes her, like, wig or something, or her headpiece. Um, now, according to the Radak, she does this in order that they would find that Yehu won't get angry with her, or Yehu would find her... I don't know, beautiful and they won't kill her. I kind of see it as like almost like an unhinged, I don't know. They, she, she's awaiting her death, okay? Yehu is coming to kill her. Mm-hmm. And then like before she's, while she's waiting for Yehu, who's just killed her, potentially her um, son mm-hmm. or grandson, while she's waiting for Yehu, she puts on makeup and fixes like her hair. I, it's just a weird thing for a person to do. I feel like she's a little bit unhinged, okay? And then Yehu comes into the city and she says, How are you, Mr. Zimri, who killed his master? Now, who is Zimri? Zimri, if you remember how the family of Omri came to power, Omri was the father of Achab, okay? I know it's about to get very confusing, but we, we already did, we learned about Zimri. Zimri, remember Basha had a son named Elah, okay? Elah became drunk one day, and he was just living it up, because he was this young, foolish son of a king, prince, you know, like he was a... King. He, yeah, he, he, he was king, but he was like a, He acted like a prince who just had the power handed to him and just enjoyed the power and whatnot. He, he became drunk, and then Zimri was a general, who took the opportunity while he was drunk to kill him. Now it happened to be that Zimri was a competing general with a man named Omri. And Omri, the second he saw that there was a power vacuum, Omri had more clout amongst the people than Zimri had. So Omri ended up killing Zimri and taking the power. Or he took the power, I remember if he killed Zimri or who killed Zimri, but that's why Zimri's kingship only lasted seven days. But Zimri now becomes known as the man who killed the previous king, Great. okay? So that's like the, the moniker, that she, the, the name she's calling him. So, she, so Yehu walks in and Izebel... her family line in power. Yeah, it's true. It's interesting, <laughs> right? She ends, he ends up... Then, Zimri is the one who's responsible for putting... And it looks like there's two opinions also. Okay, Some go, are saying go ahead. she's trying to like, um, impress Yehu and like, say, like, I don't know, like she's putting on makeup. Yeah, and I don't think that's what she's doing, and but okay. The other opinion looks like it's Ralbag, and she wanted to maintain her dignity. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And, like, trying to egg him I think, I think that's side. what it is. Like, um, right. there are these scenes sometimes in, in movies, like, there, there is a... Like, there's a scene where someone's like, he's like about to die or like he gets shot and then like before he gets shot, he like fixes his tie and then he falls to the ground. You ever know, you know the, the kind of scene I'm talking yeah. about where the person gets shot and he knows he's dying so he like just accepts it. He like fixes his tie, like, you know, and then like pass in and just dies. 
Right, so I feel like that's kind of what she's doing. She's trying to preserve her dignity in death because she knows that death is coming. And as Yehu comes, she accuses him of being similar to Zimri who, who killed his master uh, unnecessarily or was just plotted to kill a kid. Okay. Right. So, I, I don't know exactly how to translate this, but he turns his face to the window that Izebel is there. And he says, which one of you are with me? Who are with, who's with me? And a few of the servants turn to him. Okay? Yehu said this? Yehu calls Yehu out. This? Look, okay. she's standing in like a fortress or in like a tower. Oh, so he's saying, who's with me? Like, who's on my side? Who in the building oh, okay. is on my side? Okay? Now, it's a great, it's a great question to ask because like, I can bet she wasn't a nice master. Yeah, they, they so she probably has like her. 17 <laughs> servants. So two or three of them, <laughs> they turn to him. They turned him and said, yeah, we're with you. What do you want us to do? We're in the, we're in the building with her, but we're, we, we don't like her. So what do you want us to do? It's a very quick flip for them. They're like, oh, oh this really? guy. They're probably waiting, they're probably for, waiting for the years. opportunity for decades. Yeah. <laughs> so, they say, so he tells the servants, throw her out of the window. So they throw her out. And when she lands, obviously she splatters. And her, bl- her blood um, sprays against the wall. And then horses came and trampled her. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great ending. Basuglamedalit. Vayavo vayochal vayesht vayomar pikduna et ha'arura hazot vekivrua kivat melechi. So then Yehu comes, and I don't know why it says this part, but it says and he eats and he drinks. Maybe it's showing a part of his character. That it was like nothing for him. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning he didn't, he didn't, like didn't unfa- face it didn't, it didn't face him. Phasing. Could be. He comes and he eats and he drinks and he says, okay, bury her for she, after all, is the daughter of a king. Which is like, I, I, I would disagree with, but we're going to see, um, I don't know, it, it could yeah, be he... Wasn't, this, wasn't there part of Eliyahu's prophecy about like how she's going to die and be buried? Or oh, no, the part of the prophecy was that the, the dogs are going to lick her blood or something. And we're going to see it. He does, he's not going to, he's not going to succeed in burying her. Yehu eats in and drinks and he says, bury her for she's the daughter of a king. Look at the perush on Kibat Melechi. Even though she was the daughter of a king from the world nations, meaning she, her father was not Jewish. Um, you have to treat with respect anybody who's a, a dignitary of a nation. Um, okay, fine. Whatever, I, I, I'm not going to get into what you just said there. But basically, Yehu is thinking, let's bury her out of kindness because she is a respected woman at the end of the day. And they went to bury her. But they didn't find anything left other than her skull and the bones of her legs. And uh, no, her, the skull... The feet, the feet and the palms, meaning there was very, very, very little skin left. It was all just bones. Mm. Okay? So they came back and they told Yehu, look, this is what Izebel's state is. We can't really bury her. And he said, oh, that's the word of Hashem. 
that he said it in the to Eliyahu Atishbi when he said that he said that the dogs are going to eat the flesh of Izavel. And that's exactly what happened. She gets thrown off the, the out of the, the building. Yehu said this, yeah. Yeah, Yehu says it. Oh wow, we tried to bury her, but there was nothing left of her. And now I see that Eliyawa Tishbi's Nivwa has come true when he said that the dogs are going to be eating her flesh. And Izevel's uh, flesh was like um fertilizer, I think is the word. How did it translate it? Fertilizer on the field in Israel, and nobody was able to say that, or nobody would be able to say that this is Izevel from how uh, disfigured she had become. The dogs ate her, and then yeah, the dogs ate her. There was and it just became fertilizer, and that's it. Izevel never got buried. Keeps like evoking Hashem and saying how he's like this was the word of Hashem. It came true. It's not the first time either. He said that when he was also anointed. So is he is he seen like good in the eyes of Hashem? Is he a tzaddik? I don't think. I don't think he's a tzaddik. I don't think he's gonna end up being a tzaddik. No. Um, but he's at least fulfilling this specific mitzvah. Power yeah. corrupts in general, but like he's also seems like a man of God. We're going to see there. There, I don't think we're actually any of the Malchai Israel who are seen as actually good. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go ahead and see. I actually, his I actually line, don't. His line actually I don't remember what time, his end is. How long is yeah, twenty eight? Longest of the kings of Israel. Uh, let's see, actually. Let's see if, um, if there's like that. I'm trying to find that pasuk that describes the kingship. Um, and it compares it to previous kings. Let's see if I could find it. Where? It's in the end of the book? Here, I found it. He, he's not a tzaddik. Pasuk Lamed Aleph. Pasuk Lamed Aleph of chapter 10, the next, chap- uh, the next chapter. <speaking in Hebrew> Yehu did not keep the Torah of Hashem, God of Israel, with all of his heart. He uh, did not deviate from the sins of Yarovam ben Nevat that's, that caused Israel to sin. Okay, so Yehu is not a tzaddik. There's no, there's no tzaddik in the kingdom of Israel. Okay. Baruch Amen. Amen. Amen.